Welcome to another episode of our podcast, Let's Talk Tri-Delta. I'm Mindy Tucker, Tri-Delta's VP of Marketing and Communications. Thanks so much for joining us today. In Tri-Delta, we often talk about how our sisterhood provides a home away from home for our members. And often that home away from home includes an actual home, a Tri-Delta house where members live and enjoy the once in a lifetime experience of living with their sisters. We have a whole team of housing staff that work tirelessly to ensure that our Tri-Delta homes are safe, comfortable, competitive living spaces for our collegiate members. But there's a whole lot more to that story. So today I asked my colleague, Dan Duncan, Tridelta's VP of Housing and Operations, to join us on the podcast. For those of you who have not had the chance to get to know Dan, he is a dedicated member of our leadership team at Executive Office and brings with him a wealth of experience in property management and chapter living experiences and also fraternity history as he serves as the volunteer historian for his own organization, Alpha Sigma Phi. I can't wait for you to hear from him today. Dan, welcome to the Let's Talk Tri-Delta podcast. Well, thanks so much, Mindy. It's great to be with you. So you and the Tri-Delta housing team have been really busy these last few years. It's an exciting time for housing kind of across our organization. What do you think that says about where we are in Tri-Delta and how we've prioritized the living experience and how we're committed to it? I think it says a lot. I think Tri-Delta is leading the way on the housing front and in lots of different areas. What we know is that uh, Tri-Delta House really helps become part of the chapter's brand, right? To the outside community, it's the face that Tri-Delta shows. And Tri-Delta is known for lots of wonderful things, right? Among them, the commitment to St. Jude. But the physical property, that house matters a lot in those locations. And I think we've taken a really big focus on how the house experience can affect the member experience and beyond just the brand can serve as a, a magnet point, a gathering point for collegiate members as they experience this once in a lifetime opportunity to live together and enjoy each other's company in ways that maybe just aren't possible, right, once they get away from that collegiate experience. So lots of focus um, around the house and about that living experience in Tri-Delta. Yeah, I will say that 30 years later, you know, we're all still talking about living in the house and what our experience was and who we lived with and what room and our roommates. And um, we, it does you. Right? we don't think about like our organization, my membership, right? I say like in the house, back when I was in the house or back at the house, right? It's, yeah. it's just the it's part of the brand. Yeah. So Tridelta Housing has actually gone undergone quite a bit of renovation itself in terms of how it's structured inside our organization and what you do from how it operates to what we call it. We used to call it the House Corporation. Now we call it Tridelta Housing. I'd love to give our listeners just a peek into what Tridelta Housing does and the level of support you provide to our chapter homes. Yeah, I'm, I would love to talk about that. Tridelta Housing is the dedicated property arm of Tridelta. We support Tridelta Homes across the country several that we own and manage directly, some that are owned and managed by local house corporations. And in turn, we support those local house corporations, both with staff and volunteers. We supervise staff members that work in all Tri-Delta properties. So if you've got a kitchen staff, a house director, a house mother, a cleaning staff, even landscaping in some locations are, is a staffed function, Tri-Delta Housing supervises all of those employees. We offer full service property management services at our Tri-Delta Housing locations. That includes stuff like dining plans, leasing activities. If the sink overflows or the toilet breaks or the front door needs oiled, you call Tri-Delta Housing for that at a Tri-Delta Housing location. We're heavily involved in planning and executing improvements at Tri-Delta Housing locations from smaller things like furnishings and light fixtures, picking out new flooring, um, all the way up to huge renovations and sometimes complete knockdown rebuild situations. So from the very small to the very large, we're thinking about capital improvements at the Tri-Delta House. We serve chapters of all all different types too, right? Some people think, oh, it's just a residential experience. Only if people live there do they get involved. 
Well, we know that the Tri-Delta house can take many different forms from, you know, small suites, one room owned by the university. Sometimes these are lodge properties, single family homes converted to meeting spaces, all the way up to the giant traditional sorority houses that everybody thinks about. So we are built and equipped uh, and programmed to serve many, many different types of chapter spaces really across Tri-Delta. We are Tri-Delta housing for Tri-Delta by Tri-Delta. This is not an outside company. We are part of the family. As part of that, we operate a a property portfolio, right? All of our properties sort of share together in a big portfolio. That's a little different than our local house core model, but it's a key differentiator on the Tri-Delta housing front. So pretty much places and spaces, right? If you think of what is a Tri-Delta housing for the groups that we work with, we're doing places uh, and spaces, and we're also doing people, uh, not the member side, of course, but the staff side. How do those people support the places and spaces in Tri-Delta? So you use the word portfolio. You talked about that. And I'd, I'd like you to give us a little insight into how, like what the the sizes of that, what does that, what does the portfolio encompass in terms of numbers and properties? Yeah, that's changed a lot since Tri-Delta Housing got started in 1988 with one property in one location. Um, we have grown and grown and grown over the years. Today, out of the 140 chapters of Tri-Delta, about 120 of those have some kind of housing. Of those 120, 74, a little more than 60% are either owned or managed by Tri-Delta Housing and their professional staff. In the last four years, that portfolio, that group of 74, has nearly doubled in size. We've added 35 new locations where yeah. we serve chapters. If we translate that 74 locations, what does that mean? It means about 2,200 Tri-Delta members sleep in Tri-Delta housing properties each night. And we serve, this number just blows me away every time I say it, we serve in excess of <laughs> one meals in Tri-Delta homes each year, right? That is... That's a lot of chicken finger Fridays and salmon Sundays at the Tri-Delta houses. That is one million meals. Gosh, it's it's got to be a finely tuned machine in order for it to, you know, to work with really good staff backing, I would think. And so I want you to talk a little bit about the professional staff, how it's grown, what the level of professional experience is on the team. I feel like that has also really changed in the last few years. Absolutely. I would love to talk about our staff. This is such a pride point for me. I have the privilege of working with some really awesome professionals. So first, something that Tridelta does a little different than other Greek organizations is that we centrally employ all of our in-property employees. So all of those kitchen staffers and house directors and maintenance folks that we talked about earlier, instead of being employed through the chapter or a local house corporation, they're employed through the national organization. We centralized that employment in 2018. That means we've got about 300 folks that are an extension of our Tri-Delta housing staff working in Tri-Delta houses across the country. Those folks need supervisors. So we have an awesome team of dedicated property managers that we've been working to build over the last five years. These folks have backgrounds in real estate, property management, several have higher education degrees, many have master's degrees or deep experience or both in their field. We've got some certified project managers, some certified property managers, and some realtors mixed into the group. Those folks are our day-to-day -day supervisors for our house directors, traditionally called a house mom and Tri-Delta and other organizations. That team of property managers is supported by our people and culture team, led by a PhD candidate in that area of the business. They focus on excellent HR, excellent human resources management in Tri-Delta, but they also work to make sure that Tri 
Delta values work into the work culture. As we think about truth, self-sacrifice, and friendship, we want to make sure that the culture that we're creating within our Tri-Delta houses for our staff really reflects those values. On the other side of the organization, so people and culture is the group supporting training, leading, developing our people staff, our property managers are providing the management and the supervision. On the other side, we need folks dedicated to taking care of the facility, and that's our facility support team. We've got an in-house group of staff members who work with our property managers and our house directors to make sure that when there's a maintenance need or a proactive maintenance need or an annual inspection, those things um, get taken care of to the absolute highest level. We've staffed that with a former property manager, a lot of great experience there. I can't think of a member of our team who's not a member of a Greek organization. <laughs> the last bit is we, we hire lots of former teachers. So a little joke here on hire former teachers, man, do they make your life easy, organized, dedicated, professional, loyal, can't say enough nice things about our staff. Globally, that gives us a management presence um, of about 10 to 12 people. Uh, really composed of dedicated professionals that truly love the fraternity and sorority life experience and see that as a for the transformational role that it plays in people's lives. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about our staff to include our house directors, 60 awesome ladies who work across the country who come from all different backgrounds, from corporate backgrounds to stay-at-home moms who have decided at some point in their lives, some you know, on the early end, some on the latter end, that they'd like to be involved in a way where they live in our facilities, where they interact with our collegiate members, where they help them to have a successful, not just chapter experience, but collegiate experience as well. They're just the magicians, sometimes behind the scenes that make amazing things happen from hot meals to hot water to really awesome chapter events. We want those house directors and they do it every day to help our women feel like they're at home when they're at the Tri-Delta housing house, when they're at the Tri-Delta house. So a big shout out to the house directors as well as we think about our professional staff. The house director obviously plays such a, you know, you see it from the, if you're in the chapter, you see it from a totally different view, but thinking about all those people that make the experience work for you. And you don't even think about the back end of, you know, employing and training and managing all of that. And it just, you, it just happens so seamlessly because Tri-Delta Housing is on it and it just makes for a great experience for all of our members. I know whenever you have the chance to interact with a house mom or a house director, I got to just last week at Theta Kappa, shout out to Miss Liz. You know, they're always making it just a wonderful experience. And so it's great to, it's great to know that A, they're there, they're doing that, they're giving that experience but um, that there's such a great team behind making sure that they are empowered and supported to do their job. So I love hearing more about that and seeing that. Okay, now for the exciting part. Not that all of that wasn't exciting enough with 1 million meals and all kinds of stuff going on. But you talked about the face of the chapter, the house that people see. That's probably the most noticeable to the outside world impact that Tri-Delta Housing has is these renovations. You guys are kind of the Chip and Joanna of Tri-Delta. You come in and turn these properties over and, and make them into amazing spaces for our members. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I think this is the most fun thing that we get to do in Tri-Delta housing. Like I said earlier, from the really small stuff, right? We may go into a space and say, you know, this place is due for new flooring or new lighting or new lamps or new pillows or new furnishings, all the way up to the complete knockdown and rebuild, right? Let's build a 30,000 square foot house where 90 Tri-Deltas are going to live together and where 300 collegiate women are going to meet and eat and enjoy each other's fellowship and company. We absolutely love being able to do that work. Of course, it always comes during times when the chapter houses are empty. So lots of, you know, break time, break time, air quotes around that. Fall break, summer break are not breaks for us. We are sleeves rolled up and ready to order the work, supervise the work, check it out, and then get it furnished and opened. 
that old adage around politics, that all politics are local applies here too, right? All renovations are local. So we're really thinking in context for each collegiate chapter, what do they need in their space? What's happening in their community with their competition? And how can we make the Tri-Delta facility, however large or small it is, whether people live there or not, how can we make it the most inviting, appealing space where members really want to gather that has a bit of a gravity, right? I love when people say, oh, I love going over to the house. Even if I don't live there, I love to take meals. I want to check in with the house director. I want to say hi to the kitchen staff. Or it's just a place that was quiet where my needs were well organized. There was a place for me to put my things. I could go and study between classes and it was so convenient. And I love bumping into other sisters there. That's terrific. That's exactly what we're looking for. More than anything, I think the chance to affect two things, right? The first is the chapter's brand, right? Being able to change in some way, uh, hopefully always for the better, we hope. A chapter's space to better reflect the sense of who they want to be in their community is really important to us. And then the impact that we can make on sisterhood, right? When we provide spaces, we just get to do the box. We get to do the place where people gather. But when we provide spaces that are designed with sisterhood and friendship in mind, where people can study together and eat together and meet together that are really, really well thought out. You know, the end result is this sort of magnetism where everybody fits and everything works. And there's a magic to that that I love. My absolute favorite day is move-in day after a big renovation when collegiate women and their parents who have walked that renovation timeline with us, right, get to see the end results and be in their home for the first time. It's just a great feeling. Well, speaking of that, it's been a big year. And there's been some big, exciting projects come to fruition. And I'd love for you to share with us what has happened in the last year. Three three big, massive undertakings for Tri-Delta Housing. And they are drop-dead gorgeous and beautiful. So let's talk about those projects. Let's do it. I love it. The first project for us is Butler. That's at a small university outside, right in Indianapolis, middle of the country. Butler has an old home built in the 1920s, has been renovated along the way, has been expanded several times. We looked at their campus community and said, you know, a lot of the other groups here are sleeping a lot more members than we are. We talked to the collegiate women there. They said, yes, we could definitely use more beds and more space. We did a really massive year-long renovation and expansion to their property. That house is now more than 25,000 square feet. About 73 women live together there. So from the high 30s, 38, 39, up to 73 that can live together. You know, the chapter has lots of women in it. It's so much bigger than the 40 person chapter that the house was designed for back in 1920. Um, So we added dining space, a state of the art kitchen. We were able to repurpose a bunch of the existing space. And it just turned out beautifully. It was a beautiful house to begin with, right? It's awesome to be able to renovate something that has such good bones and good structure to begin with, wonderful architecture. And we're able to do it really seamlessly. When you walk through the house, our goal was that you couldn't tell the old from the new, that you never walked into a room and went, oh, they didn't get to this, right? We got to everything. Every space there is really awesome. We were able to repurpose even some of the spaces like in the basement. We turned the old basement chapter room into a giant game room, pool table, foosball, Miss Pac-Man over in the corner, video game. There's a gaming system with a giant TV set up around the corner. We want to give the students a place to enjoy and relax. And again, just feel at home. The students, we all want to go there. Come on. (laughs) That's for sure. We thought a lot about outdoor spaces at Butler too. The way the architecture configures there gives us sort of a C-shaped house. The inside of that C makes a beautiful beautiful courtyard, opens off the dining room for some alfresco dining, party lights out on the side. They do D-hop there. It's got a private entrance off a side street. So members can come right up and do the D-hop thing right there on the porch, uh, which was so awesome for them. So Butler's an amazing project and one that we're all really proud of. 
The next one after that was Cincinnati, not too far away, two hours away in Ohio. Cincinnati had a chance to relocate their facility on a new lot. They had a historic home that they'd owned for about 80 years. They were able to let that go buy a new lot. We purchased the lot for them. We designed a brand new house for them that really fits the style and architecture of the neighborhood, a bit of an arts and craft style. It's light and bright, grays and whites. The inside there, they went from sleeping 18 people in the old house to about 35 in the new house. They went from having to meet on campus in a classroom to having a state-of-the-art chapter meeting facility right in the basement. Giant chapter room, about 1,200 square feet where all of them fit together. Piano in the corner to do ritual and sing-along and recruitment. Lots of storage space and just beautifully appointed, right? Everything in Tri Delta silver, gold, and blue. No dolphin wall paper, no pansy pillows, right? <laughs> we try to keep the branding a little timeless in that way, but a really awesome opportunity to open a new chapter house for really a, a once in a lifetime experience, right? We Chapters don't get new houses very often and they don't build new houses very often. So we were just honored to be able to bring this new home to Cincinnati. And I would say to the alumni that rallied around both the Butler and the Cincinnati projects, right? We did fundraising campaigns there that both exceeded our expectations by a lot. And the smiles and the happy faces and the folks that wanted to participate and get their name on a room or just be a little part of the success of both of those chapters just really makes your heart sing, right? When you think about all the folks that had a hand in the Butler House and the Cincinnati House and how transformational those projects have been for the chapters. The last one of the of the recent ones that I'll talk about is North Dakota State. This is a new chapter. There aren't Gadsden alumni to talk about here. Chapter founded about five years ago. We were able to purchase some lots, Trade Delta Housing purchased some lots across from the main gate of the university on University Drive. I think every college community has a University Drive. We're on University Drive there. Three lots we were able to clear the existing buildings from and build a new property there. This house sleeps about 20. The chapter is about 80 women. It's about 10 and a half thousand square feet, lots of living space, beautiful light, and the location is just terrific. I mean, you just walk right down the main avenue from the university buildings across the street, and there's Tri-Delta. This is a different style for us, where Butler was a tutor, Cincinnati was a arts and crafts, North Dakota State is a modern farmhouse, so it's kind of, you know, you said Chip and Joanna earlier, it's that Joanna Gaines style, the white siding, the black windows, lots of light, and such a wonderful space. We had the dedication there. Gosh, it must have been two weekends ago. Over 200 people showed up. Way exceeded our expectations for a chapter of that size to do the ribbon cutting and the dedication. I said my favorite day is move-in day and probably my second favorite day is those dedication days to be able to bring our wonderful volunteers there to cut the ribbon and dedicate those properties and watch the collegiate women. I just think about as a historian, what a moment in time that is, right? You won't be able to say you got to do that twice likely in your Tri-Delta lifetime. So I was so glad to be able to share that day with all of them. Well, there beautiful properties. I would encourage people to take a look on the the website or we'll talk more about how you can sort of see those properties in a minute, but the pictures are beautiful. I know they probably don't even do it justice. Also, I haven't seen any of them in person, but can't wait to. Those were big picture, big projects. Talk about some of the smaller things that you do for some of our chapters along the way that need it. If you don't need a huge renovation, talk about some of those smaller things. Yeah, the big stuff is is easy to get excited about. And it's the little stuff, right? All politics are local. All renovations are local. It's the little stuff at locations too that can go a long way for a chapter. So a couple of things come to mind that we just completed last summer. The first was a new space for Delaware. This was a really recently installed group. 
We found a commercial space close to campus. Other groups sort of originated this model at Delaware. We were able to take an office complex and renovate it to be a lodge style property for them. So in between classes now, they can walk just right into the downtown development area, into their chapter suite, multiple rooms, study rooms, meeting rooms, a lounge, a place to do chapter dinners. So they're they're using it all the time for meetings. It's beautiful. It's branded Tri-Delta and it's actually really affordable for the, the collegiate chapter. There's just under 200 to them, the access, and I, I think is a wonderful way to get a property for a chapter without having to make a major investment on the collegiate women's side. They love their new space from what I understand. So love doing the Delaware project. That was life-changing for the chapter and really you know, moves them into the house category at their campus. Wake Forest is one that I would talk about. Wake had a beautiful renovation on their chapter suite. They did not have a house corporation prior to Tri-Delta Housing, kind of feeling their way in the world in some university space. Lots of wonderful alumni support trying to get them you know, bits and pieces of furniture and renovation, but never able to do a complete clear and renovation. We did that for them last year, all new furniture, all new paint designed by our professional interior designer. And it just looks terrific. We're still getting thank you notes and occasionally some alumni excitement about the Wake Forest suite so that there's a university owned property that we were able to work with them on. Iowa is a group that's been in the Tri-Delta housing portfolio for a long time, probably early 2000s. We've just started sort of the first phase of a reno on that building. We added central air conditioning uh, to the first floor this year. We were able to flip some of the rooms, close off some walls, open some other spaces and give them a dedicated conference room and library that they haven't had before, a space large enough for all of the women to enjoy the TV room together this year, and then still preserve the formal study room that they were used to, just with some rethinking of their property. And we'll continue our work there in the years to come as we move up to the second and third floors into the residential spaces. Mississippi State is one that kind of kicked off renovations for Tri-Delta housing about six years ago. Now they're due for their first upgrade. So we did a, the first sort of refresh at Mississippi State, you know, to keep them looking awesome, looking great. Happy to do all of those and really great outcomes for the collegiate chapters at the same time. So what's next? Who is next on the list and what projects are you excited about in the future? Well, maybe a, maybe a deep breath is next. Um, that's, <laughs> right. that's a lot. It's a lot. You guys have been busy. It's a lot, but such fun work. Kansas is our next big one. So we'll knock down the Kansas house in the spring. And I'm not talking out of school. This is all announced. Uh, we'll knock down the Kansas house in the spring. We had the chance to be with their alumni at homecoming this year to announce the project. We'll replace that with a, with a larger uh, house in a completely different architectural style that fits better with the neighborhood. New state-of-the-art facility probably sleeps about 75. Should be a really nice change for the collegiate chapter. They're in sort of an expanded, you know, probably this has expanded many times over the years. So something brand new we're excited about. Next summer, we'll be doing a renovation at Florida. We were just there earlier this week. This is not a knockdown rebuild. They have a beautiful home. It's just time for a refresh on the residential floors. So we'll take a smaller reno, tear out some bathrooms and replace them with something that looks a little more updated um, and a chance to refresh the finishes and the furniture in their residential spaces. So new bedroom furniture, new flooring, new lighting, new paint should really jazz up the Florida house next summer. Texas A&M comes not too far beyond that. That's a new addition to the Tri-Delta housing portfolio. We've started to look at some architectural opportunities at A&M. Not much to share there yet, but it's coming on the horizon. And the next summer, we'll do about 25, you know, we call them summer projects, but that's anything from a kitchen renovation to a furniture reinstall, new bedroom furniture. It really runs the gamut, but we'll be very busy next summer with 25 projects across the country in those Tri-Delta housing locations. So lots going on. We have no plans to slow down on the Tri-Delta housing side. 
Well, I'm not even doing the work and I'm tired. So um, I can't imagine how y'all are feeling, but it's beautiful work. And I know it goes directly to our competitiveness on campus, our competitiveness in recruitment and the, the collegiate members experience. So we're grateful for all of that. One of the coolest things I've heard you talk about, and that's what I'm so excited for you to share today, is the history that gets unearthed as you go into some of these properties and do the renovation, obviously they're cleaning stuff out, they're finding stuff they haven't looked at in 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever years. You came across a really interesting story at Butler and I would love for you to share it because it just blew, it blew me away. It's such a cool story. And I know we tell it on the wall sort of there. We pulled it out and sort of made it part of the renovation, but I'd love for you to share it for our listeners. Well, sometimes we, talk, we say the words once in a lifetime pretty often in trade <laughs> And this was a once in a lifetime historian moment for me. So we're doing this big renovation, right? This this hundred year old property that we don't know a ton about architecturally as we get into it. The first thing that you do in any renovation, right, is that all the stuff has to go, right? All the furniture, all the furnishings, it's got to be cleaned up, including the storage rooms that nobody likes to go in. Butler has one of those big old spooky attic rooms upstairs. It's got file cabinets in it, a bunch of things that need to go. There's this one file cabinet though that we just cannot seem to get cleaned up. The movers miss it. We ask the construction guys, is it empty? They say yes. We say get rid of it. We go back three or four months for the construction tour and this file cabinet's still there. Finally, we decided to just pull open the drawers and drawer one is certainly empty. Two is empty. Three's got some dust in it. Four has all these files. That bottom drawer, we slide it out and the historian gets really excited, right? What are these things? They're old and dusty and brown. Those are my favorite kinds, right? And as we start to lay them out, this is the history of the Butler chapter as told by one of its founders. So really interesting. Butler is, as I mentioned, a small university in Indianapolis in the fall of 1911. It received receives uh, some students there receive a letter from a woman named Ruth Mannering. And Ruth Ruth lives out east. No one knows her. And the letter arrives to a woman named Catherine. And Catherine and her neighbor, Helen, start this correspondence with Ruth that goes on for quite some time. Ruth Mannering is her name. And Ruth introduces them to the idea that a chapter of Tri-Delta could be founded at Butler University, that they'd make a great addition. And Ruth seems to know everything about Tri-Delta. She puts them in contact with the national officers. They get some visits. You know, several years goes by and Helen and Catherine organize. They bring in other women. Helen takes a little sister in the organization that they've got. Her name is Francis. So now it's really Helen and Francis as some of the oldest members graduate. Three years they labor to bring Tri-Delta to the Butler campus all the time, almost weekly correspondence with Ruth. And every national visitor that the office sends, the organization sends, they say, oh, we're talking to Ruth Mannering. And the officer goes, who's that? And eventually they get brave enough to ask Ruth over the three years of communication, sort of on the eve of their chartering. In 1914, they get all the way up to chartering that spring. Our Louise Fitch comes out, right? That's a name that a lot of people have heard in Tridelta, visits them, announces the installation of their chapter. And they write to Ruth, right? We've been successful, Ruth. We're so excited. Thank you so much for all of your wonderful advice over the years. We just have a question. Everyone who comes from Tri-Delta, we ask, right, do you know our friend Ruth Mannering, who really put this idea in our heads and has been working almost constantly with us to make this a reality, and no one's ever heard of you? How can you know everything about Tri-Delta and seem to have all of this insider knowledge, and yet no one's ever heard your name before? And the letter came back from Ruth postmark from Boston. And the letter says, well, that's because my name isn't Ruth Mannering, though I've been completely honest with you in every other way possible. And though I consider you my dear sisters on the eve of your initiation, my name is not Ruth Mannering. My name is Sarah Ida Shaw, and I'm the founder of Tridelto. 
And I've taken it upon myself to expand the organization. And you were one of the first groups that I chose. And, and Sarah did this at several other locations we've learned. So those two women now that are left, Helen and Francis, go on to secure the lot to build the house at Butler. Helen does with a personal loan. They're English and Latin teachers in the Indianapolis community. They lead the local house corps to build the property. They make all the design decisions. They lead the house corporation for 30 years as young people. When they get to middle age, one of their Butler sisters becomes the fraternity president. President. She appoints them as fraternity ritualists, both of them together, and they bring those Latin and English teacher skills to that role. Well, what they're editing is Sarah Idashall's own work. And it's really amazing that in the 1950s and 60s, people are editing the work of Sarah from, my goodness, you know, 70 years earlier, who knew her personally, who were pen pals with her, who corresponded with her throughout her life. And they rewrite a lot of Sarah's work. They write the uh, circle degree ceremony for Tri-Delta that's, from my, what I understand, is still used today. They go on to have awards named after them, Helen and Francis do. It was just a really amazing story. And one of the last things they did before they passed was writing the 50-year history, the first 50 years of Tri-Delta at Butler, which they then stuck in the attic in the file cabinet that we found right in 2020 when we finally made it up there to pull the drawers open. And that was just such a cool full circle moment. You know, you don't often get to touch something that was connected to somebody that you knew had a personal relationship to the founder of the organization yeah. a million years ago. So just a really, really fun story. And I love the Ruth Mannering, Sarah Idashaw connection, right? Like she's kept up this deception for three years all to their benefit. And I think it really made the the basis for a lifelong friendship for all of them. So really when you think about like what it took to start Tridelta, the kind of, you know, going against the grain, the, the risk that you had to take the, the courage. I mean, she was an incredible woman and she was still at it, still like moving pawns around on the chessboard later in life. Um, I just, I love, I love that part, getting to know that part of her and getting a little more insight into her and how she did things. So a little irreverence and a whole lot of gumption is what it sounds like to me, right? Hey. We've got these national officers. I'm working around them. I just think this, we need a chapter here and other yeah. places that they could happen. I love it. Yeah, so fun. I love it. So we have some new technology in addition to finding this history. And actually, I'm going to connect these dots here in a second where we can go in and see some of these houses. Talk about this new, it's called Matterport. Not that anyone would know what that is, but um, talk about this new technology and what it enables us to do in these houses. Yeah, this is something that we we brought from the real estate world. Realtors have been using this technology for a few years now to do live sort of 3D virtual tours inside the properties. So think of it as like Google Maps, right? That, that click to walk functionality that you have on Google Maps. You, you click ahead of you, the camera zooms forward. It's that, but inside the house. So you walk in the front door, you click in any direction, you look up, you look down, you can look side to side, and then you can move around through the property. When they're done well, we can add little information tags around. So think of like our archival wall at Butler that tells the good, you know, the wonderful story that I just told you and talks about their alumni that have made such wonderful contributions to their community. Well, the, the plaques, the write-ups are actually accessible through those Matterport tags. You can learn how we use certain spaces. It can be a chance to showcase some of the chapters activities the dining room is where we do D-Hop. Did you know the chapter raised $25,000 last year for St. Jude's in this room? So it's a great opportunity to not just tell the story of the facility, but let anybody, right? Potential new members, their parents, when it's time to sign housing agreements for the next year, uh, alumni who aren't able to make it back for a dedication or a, a celebration at the chapter house. We use it for insurance purposes, right? At EO, there's so many wonderful uses for it. But these 3D virtual tours are just an amazing way to experience the facility without having to go through the fun of traveling to be 
be there in person and a great way to share the Tri-Delta and Tri-Delta housing story at the same time. I agree. They're so fun. And for our listeners, if you want to check one out, you can go onto Tri-Delta's website, tridelta.org, find the chapter search feature and search up Florida State, North Dakota State, Delaware, Cincinnati, or Butler. And on their pages, you can find their virtual tours. Um, Those are the five we have now. I know we're going to do more as we go forward in the future. Very cool way to experience some of the new things that are going on and see what a chapter house that Tridelta Housing can do looks like, especially these beautiful new renovations. So how, just for our listeners, Dan, how can they learn more about Tridelta Housing, what you guys are doing, what's on the horizon? Yeah, the easiest way certainly is the social media channel, right? Check out Facebook, check out Instagram, or even on TikTok occasionally, right? Some some really fun uh, ways to follow Tridelta. We have a section on the Tridelta website. Again, we're part of the family. So tridelta.org slash housing will get you right to uh, our housing pages with lots of information about the live-in experience and the services and benefits uh, that we can provide there. Follow along in the Trident, right? We've always got some coverage uh, in the Trident to the most recent project. The quickest way to get a hold of us directly is always email. And it's really easy to remember housing, H-R-U-S-I-N-G at tridelta.eo.org. We'll get you right to any member of our staff. Well, thanks so much for being with us today. I do want to say Dan is not a Tridelta, obviously, but he has a huge heart for our organization and is all always doing incredible work for our members and our enterprise. And so Dan, thank you for that. And thank you for being with us on the podcast today. It was my absolute pleasure. Thanks so much. I also want to give a huge shout out while we're here to Tridelta's Foundation. We just got through Day of Giving and raised more than $170,000, including a big match during our recent Day of Giving. And I want to remind you, you can actually support a housing campaign by giving to the foundation. So if you go to our website, tridelta.org, Under the foundation tab, click on ways to give and you can go down and search up a housing campaign. So your house may have a housing campaign going on. If you'd like to support that, you can do that there. Don't forget to send us any podcast ideas you have. We'd love to hear what you want to hear about. You can email us at podcast at tridelta.eo.org. Please like, subscribe and rate our podcast. We love those five-star ratings. Thanks for talking Tridelta and Tridelta housing with us today. Join us next time. Stay safe and bring you. 